You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Wonderful, Joe Dunk. Hello. Um, I've had to bring notes with me because I'm quite old now and I forget things. Um, so yes, Molly gently forced me into coming <laughs> to True Stories Live in her charming way, and. Um, On the theme of haunted, I had to have a think. I do actually have a genuine haunting, but it was so benevolent and lovely that it doesn't seem that it would take up seven to eight minutes in the telling. So I started thinking around that, and I started thinking, what is there that I can do on this theme that is interesting and original and keeps enough to the theme that I won't be blacklisted from ever doing this again? Although, actually, I might... Quite like to be blacked in <laughs> doing this ever again now. And I thought, oh, maybe I can tell the story of my childhood stuffed toy of Bugs Bunny that was five feet tall being haunted by the spirit of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Bear with me. Bit of backstory. I'm an only child, so I spent a lot of my childhood um, with working parents entertaining myself. Um, So I would make up stories and I'd play with my toys and we'd do plays and I'd write musicals and and sit in cupboards and draw things and um, don't feel sorry for me, this is quite normal for only children. Um, So as an adult, I found it quite natural to live alone. And I've lived alone with the exception of four years of very ill-advised matrimony um, (laughs) for most of my adult life. Um, I lived in London, which means that it's really easy to distract yourself. It's really easy if you get bored of your own company to go out and find something to do. I have lovely friends. They were all at the end of a tube line or a bus. I never felt like I was living alone, particularly. And then we all got locked in our houses. At first, it seemed like it was only going to be a month or two months or three months, um, but it went on and on and on. I remember a point at which I realised that I hadn't been touched by a human being for four months. Just think about that for a sec. Um, Most people I knew lived with partners or housemates or children or something Um, and I began to get a little bit peculiar. (laughs) Um, Here's another only child thing. You have fictional relationships with people. Um, I'd like to back myself up in this by giving you two case studies. (laughs) I have a really good friend who has had an 18-month imaginary relationship with a podcast host who she's never met and never intends to meet. Um, she acts out full conversations with him at home. Um, they have rows, they fall out, she leaves, he leaves. It's a whole thing. It keeps her entertained. She also lives alone, it's probably worth saying. Um, I have another friend who has been having an on-off relationship with Tom Cruise for about 10 years. Um, 
it kind of came to an end recently when he took her on an imaginary mini break to Paris and she thought he was going to propose and he didn't. And she fell down some stairs and ripped her tights and since then they've just never been the same. I'd like to point out that the second person I've just mentioned is in the C-suite of an incredibly well-known international brand. So I think I'm just trying to say don't judge me too harshly <laughs> for what's about to come next. So I decided that to keep myself busy during the pandemic, living alone, I would embark on some little challenges. So I started writing some things and finishing some scripts that I'd meant to finish. And, and then I got to the point where I thought I'd quite like to do something a bit more passive. So I decided to watch all of Nicolas Cage's films. Now, I don't know if any of you have got the vaguest idea of how many films the man has made. It's a lot, and they're mostly absolute shite. <laughs> anyway, so I thought, well, you know, it's a thing to do. It's something, it's a claim to fame. So I carried on. I watched as many of them as I possibly could. Around about the same time that I was starting to feel a bit strange, I didn't really see very many people. I'd see my friend who lived down the road for a very, very distant walk and a coffee a couple of times a week. But apart from that and the lady in Sainsbury's, I really wasn't seeing many people. Um, and I do have this five-foot stuffed Bugs Bunny, which had been given to me as a child, which I absolutely adored and would speak to all the time. Funnily enough, I named it John Travolta <laughs> when I was nine, which is a real... It's a whole face-off thing. Um... So I started kind of cuddling up to it, just kind of, you know, it's like a vaguely human-sized thing, put its arms around me, started sleeping with it in the bed at night, and I thought, you know what, I don't care. It's an unprecedented time, as they keep telling us. The bunny's fine. <laughs> at some point, the bunny and all of the Nicolas Cage information started to meld. And those conversations I told you about that my friends were having with the podcast guy and Tom Cruise and, you know, they started to seep into my life and I would lie in bed at night and feel bad about things and not be able to process stuff and I would talk to Nicholas, he's a surprisingly good listener and actually give surprisingly good advice and it genuinely got to the point where I felt that the things I was imagining Nicholas saying to me had come from somewhere else, not from my own head deadly silence <laughs> anyway so I had a relationship with Nicolas Cage in the form of a five foot stuffed rabbit but as the pandemic came to an end and things eased up and it was easier to see people and it was easier to go out and entertain yourself again we drifted apart um, thank you who said ah oh, that was really <laughs> We drifted apart. Um, we're still good friends. Um, but it was clear that this was not going to be an ongoing thing. And on reflection, what I realised was that I wasn't being haunted by the spirit of Nicolas Cage inside a big stuffed rabbit. I was being haunted by loneliness. And that's not something that somebody of my age feels comfortable we're talking about. It's something that you see in adverts for very elderly people at Christmas time. It's not something that we really speak about for people of my age. And it was alarming to me when all of my coping mechanisms, all of my entertainments, my abilities to see my friends and family were taken away. Actually, fundamentally, I was quite lonely. 
and that's quite haunting. Show done! True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich.